So, October. It's really hard when you're a teacher. It's like when the honeymoon period wears off. It's when it's nearly impossible to do those things that they tell you to build relationships. Like, stand at your door and say hi to every kid and say their name. That was me, my second year of teaching. Um, when I started out, I thought, you know, I'm going to do that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this thing right. Like, I'm going to be the best teacher. And that's one of the things I'm going to do. I'm going to stand at the door every morning, and I'm going to be like those teachers in the movies. And I'm going to say, hey, how's it going? You know, I'm even going to have like a cool handshake. And I was teaching seventh grade at that time. And you wouldn't think that this would be setting me up for something that would feel like an emery board on like my basic human dignity. Uh, but it was, because the seventh graders, you know, they're so riddled with insecurities and self-loathing that they have like this, this telepathic ability to spot weakness in other people, um, especially their teachers. And, and that was one of my students named Adam. So Adam decided that he would take the opportunity every morning to refuse to say, shake my hand and refuse to look at me or, or even acknowledge my presence any more than he would the door frame. There are 180 days in the district school year and Adam took all 180 chances to creatively ignore me. And that, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, that was hard. And I remember just getting through that second year and sort of being glad it was behind me. But then one of the things I thought to do that in that May was to look back, aside from Adam, and say, you know, how does the school year start? It usually starts with these high hopes, and then we get into the fall, and it's difficult. And there's something about October where it like all wears off. It, it's, it's almost like a forced marriage at that point. It's like, you know, we have to be in this room together. But then this magical thing happens after Christmas. Like the kids come back different. And anybody who's taught for more than a couple of years knows that this is sort of the natural way that the school year ebbs and flows. And so in May, it gets so good and you think, wow, I really like these kids. And I even like kids who sort of diss me. I can at least laugh at myself. So I wrote myself a letter thinking, I'm going to pull this out in October, you know, when it gets hard and I'm going to read it. And it's going to remind me of why I love teaching. And that's something that I would invite you to do. Sit down and write yourself a letter. Why do you love teaching? What is it that pulls you? Why do you do this work? You know, there's a famous paraphrase of Nietzsche that says basically, if you know your why, you can put up with any how. In other words, it doesn't matter what your circumstances are as a teacher if you know why you're there. The why pulls you. And for me, the why, believe it or not, became Adam because here's the rest of that story so my third year I go into the mail room on just a random Tuesday 
and there's a piece of notebook paper sticking out of my mailbox and I pull it out and I see that one of my colleagues has passed it on to me and said, you know, as a sub assignment I have kids write a letter to their favorite teacher and here's one that was written to you. And I look down at the name and it's Adam. That Adam. Mr. 180 Days of Dissing Me Adam. And he's written something to the effect of like, she was so nice to me and that's why she's my favorite. She said hi to me every morning and I was going through, through some stuff in my life and because of that it started my morning off great and, and I always felt better. And that's the kind of stuff that we overlook. There's power in being seen. There's power in just simply acknowledging to somebody their name. So remember that when you get pulled 80 million directions, remember, stand at your door and see.